I am Anansi, keeper of stories. Settle down while I stir the pot. Join me while I spin a tale. Welcome to Anansi Storytime. I'm your host, John Donnell. Today we have a story about a shepherd and a princess's pursuit of forbidden love. Our story is called The Shepherd and the Daughters of the Sun, collected by Andrew Lang, and it is rated PG. Our players are Lisa Watson, Andrew Whitby, Terry Barston, L.J. Donnell, Morgan Hazelwood, John Donnell, Chris G., and Matt Olaf Hinton. Please enjoy. Come, sit, listen. I once heard a story that started like this. In the snow-clad cordillera above the valley of Yucca, called Pitusire, a shepherd watched the flock of white llamas intended for the Inca to sacrifice to the sun. His name was Akoya Napa, a native of Laris. How are we today, my llamas? Perhaps I could play for you on this lovely day. He was a gentle young man of sweet disposition, neither knowing nor feeling the amorous desires of youth. On this particular day, as he played his flute without a care, two daughters of the sun came to him. My sister, we could go in any direction we please and never worry about finding a bed to sleep upon, nor any danger to come to us because of our loyal guards and porters. Why should we go to this empty field? Look there, sister. See? It is not empty. A handsome shepherd is taking his rest. You there, shepherd! Are these your llamas? Oh my! These two women are so lovely. They simply must be embodiments of two of the four crystalline fountains. I must not speak to them. Did you hear me, Shepherd? I was merely asking about your flock. You need not fear us, Shepherd. We are children of the sun, the lord of all the land. Here, let us help you off of your knees. The sisters took him by each arm. The shepherds stood up and kissed their hands. They spent the rest of the afternoon in happy conversation. This has truly been lovely, but I am afraid the time draws near when I must gather my flock to return. By your leave, of course. Of course you may, but you must do something for me first. I must know the name of such a gentleman and where you are from. I am Akoya Napa, a native of Laris. I am Chukwe Yantu, the elder sister. That plate of silver on your forehead, it glitters so prettily, I did not notice it quite before. May I take a closer look at it? Of course. Anything for you, princess. Looking closer, she saw in it two figures, very subtly contrived, who were eating a heart. It truly is lovely. What is its name? It is called Utusi. The princess returned it to the shepherd and took leave of him, carrying well in her memory the name of the ornament and the figures. Did you see it, sister? How delicately it was crafted? The figures seemed almost to be alive. Yes, yes, it was lovely, but we're almost to the palace now. Welcome home, your majesties. We are glad you are safe. Now please, let us make sure you have brought nothing of negative consequence home in your clothing. Necklaces, fillets, anything that could be harmful. After having looked well, the guards let them pass. The sisters found the women of the sun cooking and preparing food. In the palace, there were many richly furnished apartments in which the women of the sun dwelt, and Chukwe Yantu, despite the happy company of her sisters, found her room calling to her. 
I fear that I am quite tired from our walk today. I think I shall retire without supper. Oh, suit yourself. Let my sister eat with the others. She is not in such a state as I am. How could she be? How could anyone feel as much love as I do now and not immediately perish? Oh, if I could only have shared with him what lies within my heart. I cannot imagine sleeping, let alone eating. But the most beautiful child of the sun, Chukweyantu, was soon in a profound sleep. And while she slept, the strangest dream came to her. She thought she saw a bird flying from one tree to another and singing very softly and sweetly. After having sung for some time, the bird came down and regarded the princess. How is it that you are so sad, princess? All will be well, you will see. I do not think so, little bird. My tears are for a sorrow with no remedy. Is that so? How can you be so sure? Tell me, I promise I will find a remedy. My heart belongs to a young shepherd named Akoyanapa, guardian of the white flock. My love is so strong, I'm afraid I will die if I try to hold it in. But if I go to him, like I feel I must, my father, the sun, will call for my death. So, in truth, little bird, I am dead either way. Chekoyo is my name, princess, and I already have an answer for you. Arise from your sleep and sit between the four fountains. There, you must sing a song. You will know what the song is because it will be at the forefront of your memory. If the fountains repeat your words, you may safely do what your heart desires. Saying this, the bird flew away and the princess awoke. She was terrified, but she dressed very quickly and put herself between the four fountains. She began to remember the two figures on the silver plate and sang it aloud. Oh, thank you. I hear your favor and it cheers my heart, great fountains. The princess went to repose for a little while, for all night she had been conversing with Chikoyo in her dream. When the shepherd boy went to his home, he called to mind the great beauty. Such love is awakened in me. But why does so deep a love have to be without hope? He took up his flute and played such heartbreaking music that it made him shed many tears. Ay, ay, ay! For the unlucky and sorrowful shepherd, abandoned and without hope, now approaching the day of your death, there can be no remedy for such as this. Saying this, he also went to sleep. The shepherd's mother lived in Laris. She knew, by her power of divination, the cause of the extreme grief into which her son was plunged, and that he would die unless she took steps towards providing a remedy. So she set out for the mountains and arrived at the shepherd's hut at sunrise. She looked in and saw her son almost moribund, with his face covered with tears. Wake up, my child! Must you cry so many tears even in sleep? Mother? Is that you? Oh, mother, what should I do? My heart belongs to a princess of the sun, and there's nothing I can do. I must surely die! Oh, my son, hush now! Dry your tears. Fear not. I will find you a remedy in a few days' time. I must leave you now, but I will return with an end to your sorrows. Saying this, she departed. Going among the rocks, she gathered certain herbs, which are believed to be cures for grief. Having collected a great quantity, she began to cook them, and was not finished before the two princesses appeared at the entrance of the hut, for Chukweyantu had set out with her sister for a walk on the green slopes of the mountains. Her tender heart prevented her from going in any other direction. 
Oh, sister, let us rest a moment. This is such a long way to walk. Oh, there is an old woman inside. Good day to you, ma'am. Might you have something for two hungry travelers to snack on? I have nothing but a dish of herbs. That is perfect. Thank you so much. I should like to stretch my legs again after a meal like that. She then walked round the hut without finding what she sought, for the shepherd's mother had made a koyanapa into a cloak which lay on the bed. He must have gone after his flock then. Oh, but that cloak inside the hut there. That is a very lovely cloak. Where on earth did you get it from? In ancient times, this cloak belonged to a woman beloved by Pachacamac, a deity very celebrated in the valleys on the coast. It has come to me by inheritance. Oh, please, gentlewoman, though your kindness has been stretched already this day, might I ask you to part with it for me? I suppose such a lovely cloak would do well to be worn by a princess rather than an old woman like me. When Chukweyantu took it into her hands, she liked it better than before. After staying a short time longer in the hut, she took leave of the old woman. The princess walked along the meadows, looking about in hopes of seeing him who she longed for. Now we speak only of Chikwayantu and no further of her sister. She was very sad and pensive when she could see no signs of her beloved shepherd on her way back to the palace. Alas, I find myself more sorrowful than before. You would think being closer to that which cannot be would be more painful. A splendid supper awaits you, princess. Once we have searched you, you may eat to your heart's desire. But, oh, only a cloak this time? Very well, please proceed. After supper, the princess took the cloak and placed it at her bedside. As soon as she was alone, she began to weep, thinking of the shepherd. She fell asleep at last, but it was not long before the cloak was changed into the being it had been before. Chukuyantu! Oh, my beloved Chukuyantu! Oh, what is this? What has happened? There is someone in my room. I, uh, Akoya, Akoya Napa, it is you. Please do not cry, for you are here, and I have never been so glad for anything in my life. Neither have I, earnestly and truly. But how is it that you came to be here in my room? It was the cloak. You carried me here without even knowing. My heart knew. Now come to me and let me show you its secrets. Chukweyantu embraced him and put her finely woven leapy mantles on him and they slept together. When they wanted to get up in the morning, the shepherd again became the cloak. As soon as the sun rose, the princess left the palace of her father with the cloak in hand. When she reached a ravine in the mountains, she found herself again with her beloved shepherd, who had been changed back into himself. They were not alone, however. One of the guards had followed her. I knew there was something strange about that cloak. Guards! Guards! Surround them! Oh no! Run, my beloved, run! The lovers fled into the mountains which are near the town of Kalka. Being tired after a long journey, they climbed to the top of a rock and went to sleep. They woke up from their sleep after hearing a great noise. Startled, they looked upon the sun rising above Kalka, and they were both turned to stone. To this day, the two statues may be seen between Kalka and Hoyampampa. I hope you enjoyed the tale. When you return, perhaps I will tell you another. The tale of the shepherd and the daughters of the sun was reinterpreted by John Donnell. For more information on Anansi Storytime, visit us at AnansiStorytime.com. Follow us on Twitter at Anansi Storytime. And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Anansi Storytime. 
Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.